You ready? Hi, I'm Daniel Baldwin for ESPN Sports Radio here in Syracuse, New York. The Yankees lose to the Marlins 9-3. The Bronx Bombers jumped out to a 2-0 lead but could not hold on. Lance Lynn struggled again, allowing five runs in five and a third innings. The loss snaps a four-game winning streak for the Yankees. Color it. Have fun with it. Okay. Don't be so worried about it. And the other part of that comes from rehearsing it and looking at it ten times and reading it over again. Get me the great Adam Weitzman oh, and bring him in my studio. I Hit think, the cue. I think you're getting Hey, this is Daryl Strawberry, and you listen to the Daniel Baldwin Show. This is Anthony Munoz, and you're listening to the Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN. Hi, this is Bruce Smith, and you're listening to the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hi, this is Cornelius Bennett, and you're listening to the Daniel Baldwin Show here on ESPN. Jim Kelly, you're listening to the Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. This is Chris Berman, a.k.a. The Swami. I am predicting that you are listening to the Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Dean Kane. You're listening to the Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio, and so am I. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Wow! 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 Who approved wow. Neil to read Sports Centers? Listen, I think Sal Zone did. And I, 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 I don't want to bash on Neil. I like the kid so much. I love Neil. No, no, listen, he just listen. wants to be successful. No, you know what, though? <laughs> don't Neil. <laughs> uh, right, being on um, this show ain't going to help. <laughs> wow. Again, another diss on this show. Did Sorry. you know they got a call from another radio station and from Bristol? Holy oh. cow. Ooh, Holy cow. Getting calls about maybe replacing in a different time slot the Levitard show. Bye, Ed oh, Levine. Bye, Ed. Wow. Bye, I got to bring Ed with me, though. He's going to be my pal. Look wow. who's walking into the studio right now. Wow. There are very few people on this show that get the title The Great. The great Adam Weitzman walking into the studio right now. That's your mic right there, bro. We see you just come on in. You're here. So, so um, we're talking about uh, uh, a few different things right now. We're scheduling the boat trip. Scheduling the boat trip. We're scheduling going out. Uh, I'm on. You know, you're you're like you know way out of my price range. You're on Scanny Atlas Lake. I'm on Oneida with where like the labor force lives. And, uh, um, <laughs> so and I'm on a mud puddle where guys, where guys, guys like me live. And uh, and we're gonna get the boys and go out. You're officially invited. You're a member of the crew now uh, on our fishing trip. We're gonna take the the pontoon boat out. We got to catch some Oneida Lake fish. We got better fish than you though on Oneida. Yeah, I've never caught anything on Skinny Atlas Lake ever. So oh my God, no, we have. It's the Bassmasters have a tournament up there. It's uh, it's really great. Um, Adam is in I studio. I should go out to Skinny Atlas and try and catch a woman. <laughs> yeah, dude. Fish nice, woman, nice, same thing for nice, you, babe. Um, yeah, well, I need a, I need a sugar mama. Is it too soon to ask Adam to hook you up with somebody out there? He's, I don't know, somebody. No, I'll take care of that. Nice. Let, me tell, let me tell you I something. Need a sugar let, me mama. Tell, let me just tell you the response level. If Adam writes on Facebook, my friend Paulie needs a date. There'll be five hundred chicks that'll go. Okay, Adam. Yeah, what? I mean, he's that popular on Facebook. I, I, I'm amazed when I watch you write a quote or write something. The response level is incredible about the. About the that, but. I'll put one on for him today. So yeah. wow. I have income. Uh, Once you show now, the reason Adam is here is because Adam has been so generous as to donate. Uh, his his wife and he have a, a beautiful restaurant. I, I would have to venture to imagine that it's the finest restaurant in upstate New York. I mean, uh, the crabs and crabs is. Is the place. Got some publicity this weekend, for sure. My niece Jean walking in with the, oh yeah, she's got the hair done, all hottie. See, whenever you need to, whenever you need to, it's weird to be able to say that your niece is hot, but I used to always tell my friends before she was married, I'm like, picture Paris Hilton, but prettier. 
That's what I used to describe you as. I'd say Paris Hilton, but prettier. Um, so, so Jean's in here for eye candy in the background, hint, hint, hint. Uh, and, and Paulie needs a date. I don't know. I'm just saying. Um, but we're, Adam is here because we're having an event at his restaurant in Scanny Atlas, the Krebs, tonight, where I will be uh, bartending with Adam uh, and along with a, a special guest that Adam was able to help us um, get, Coach Jim Beheim, uh, the legendary Coach Jim Beheim. Uh, the, the proceeds from this event are going to go uh, to the Carolyn Baldwin Breast Cancer Research Fund of Central New York. And we're going to try to continue to find a cure for breast cancer here in upstate New York. And the reason why this is very significant for us is, you know, we don't denounce any charity or anything. But a lot of these other places don't focus their monies to one hospital, one facility. A vast majority of the money stay right here in central New York and explicitly go towards research grants for people that we have a nine oncologist board. And so you'll say, hey, this new combination of medications and this new herb we have has shown research-wise to have knocked out X um, you know, tumors. And so we look at that, the, the, the oncologist, and they go, that has a lot of promise. Let's give them an extra 50 or 100 grand and turn around and, and see if that's not going to go somewhere. So we're getting really, really close, and we're getting really, really close at Upstate Medical Center thanks to the monies that are raised in my mother's name. And, uh, and, and, and really because you know, we don't get you know, big, big, big names like Adam to be able to take a restaurant that your wife. Tell us a little bit, Adam, about the Krebs, because I don't think a lot of people realize that this was a brain trust of you and your wife. Yeah, I mean, the restaurant's been open for like 100 years, and uh, it shut down uh, like five years ago. And uh, my wife took it over, renovated it, and decided that all the proceeds would go to women and children's charities in central New York. So it's a nonprofit restaurant, and uh, she works really hard. She's, she's there every night, and she's... Uh, she puts a lot of passion into it, and she's happy that tonight the event support you guys will be a. It'll be a good event tonight. It should be a good turnout. It is. It's going to be a great turnout, and and uh, um, you know what I know was funny when I went to the restaurant. Not the first couple of times. Go. I took you guys to dinner. I took Jean and her husband, and I've been a few times. Uh, but when I got in there one day, and you were sitting down, and I talked to you for a little while. I think it was an event that Coach Beheim was at too. I watched your wife runs the whole show. She runs the show. Admit it. Yeah, but she's Oh, pretty, man. Yeah, she's, she's running around. Like, she's she tough. She's walking and going, all right, bah, 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 bah. I mean, she's executing, and she moves through it like a like a laser surgeon, you know? She know <laughs> No, seriously, I, I kind of I kinda just... Try living with her. Forget the restaurant. I want to go to the bigger picture. <laughs> she runs the show. You, got, you and I are in the same boat. You stop fighting, you just let her run the show, don't you? Yeah. Of course. <laughs> it makes life better. <laughs> it does. You know, the, 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 the BS that I used to... Uh-oh. Now nah, we're in her. Look who's coming into town. Oh, no. I want two shots aside. Eagles, Birdie, Sandys. When he comes, I only think about golf. The last time I played golf in was years ago, and I yeah, lost. I can't and I believe you're still in town. <laughs> I can't believe they yeah, pay him. That's, it. that's, it. Listen, that's what my wife says. Well, no, they don't get paid. Right. Can't, yeah, can't we work for paid. Levine. He doesn't pay. Can't get paid. <laughs> Coach Jim Look, Beheim in studio myself. now. All right, you got your all wound up. Take those bad boys off for a second and see what see what's going on there. Yeah, yeah. They handed you a, an inferior set, Josh. How dare you? Well, you know, I can't. how dare you with the great coach Jim Bayham? This is a Hall of Famer. For God's sake, treat him like that. Can't believe it. The audacity. Inexperienced at doing these things. Haven't been doing these things enough. Well, haven't you? Haven't you in studio? I don't see you here a lot, so I mean, man, I was impressed with Weitzman that you that you ended up. Well, he's city. he has nothing to do. He doesn't even hardly work anymore. He just shows up 
<laughs> supervises for an hour or two. Comes to the game, sits there on his phone most of the night. I walk down by the bench, and he's there. He's texting. Who texts at during the, the Duke game? <laughs> A two-point Duke game. <laughs> who's, who's, who's possibly texting during that time in the game? I mean, like... You know, most people that watch the game, but I mean, jeez, unbelievable. But uh, I just—I you know, would have been in a good mood, but I don't like to talk to you guys in the summertime, so it's hard for me to be in a good mood. Paulie's, oh my god! Well, that's—I want to get—I want to get something straight right now, okay? Because I got you in There's here. There's only now. one person in here that I like, and she's sitting over there. So, I, mean, I know. I know. That's I knew. I knew that. Oh, I knew that going. On. I called your wife to try to get you. I knew better than to call you. Yeah. Well. Um, uh, uh, but, but Did she talked to you. She's not talking to me. So. <laughs> no, she didn't talk to me either. She texted me back. Good luck. Yeah, yeah <laughs> so, that's about right. Yeah. So, so I got to ask you a question because you people out there don't realize you're a double poly boss. You're Paulie's <laughs> boss on two sides. No, of the no, I'm work with Paulie. I'm not as no. I'm not as. I'm not taking responsibility. That means, <laughs> that means you'd have to be responsible. for What, what does he, he really do? Nothing. Does he do it? Yeah. He sits there the whole night. The, whatever show he's with me with, he just sits there. He laughs. You know. right. He said he learned over the years that he, he slowly go do your impression of what you say. Yeah, you don't, oh. you don't ask coach a question. You just your thoughts, and he can recap a game and. That's the best yeah, way to do it. We get, you know, I've we get seen to too many people there. get burned with it. <laughs> well, it's bad when you answer, a, before they ask a question, you give the complete answer, and then they ask you the question that you just gave the answer right, right, right. to. But, you know, I'm I'm much nicer now. I don't snap at those guys anymore. I just... You know, when did that start? Because last year I was uh, called a schmuck because I, I, think, I worked at radio. I here. think it just started. I never. No, that's not true. That's not true. <laughs> you wa- schmucks on the radio. Is that the quote? I want to see the. I want to see the tape of that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's on tape. Oh. Oh, darn it, maybe I said well, it. The president can do it. I can do it. <laughs> I had a great one today. I have the guy from. Uh, from Wild Hacks office, I said, "Hey, I want four seats to come to the football games. What's that going to run me? Do we do the celebrity special?" Blah blah. He sends me back. You can have two seats for basketball next to Ed Levine for eleven thousand dollars a piece. I went, "Yeah, Is no." That all? I, I said, "I said, Is you're that right. All? right." I said, "I said, I think you're missing something. I don't need to be on TV every day. I am on TV every day. Believe it or not, still." So yeah, no. I'm, I, it looks like I'm not coming to the games. Is Adam here to, for what? What's he here for? Is he going to talk, or is he just going to sit there and giggle? <laughs> Giggle and laugh over there. The guy's an unbelievable charity guy. He gives more to charity. Him and Dave Sheriff, I think, are the two guys that I think of in this town. Metro Mattress, they, Dave gives us a couple hundred thousand dollars through his golf tournament every year, and, and uh, Adam gives us a lot of money and a lot of other people a lot of money, and that's why I got out of bed this morning. I, you know, I don't go to bed till 3, you know, in the summertime. So. I heard you catch up on... On yeah. on West Coast sports and all kinds of stuff all year long you're up because yeah. you were on the morning show when I was doing the morning show you'd call in yeah. and I know you were just waking up to do that show yeah, I was not even awake <laughs> right right yeah. yeah I was doing that show not awake but yeah I go to bed late I always have I stay up and watch stuff out there if I'm bored I watch movies or something but you know it's just like uh, like I'm not. I cannot go to sleep at night, so I'm I'm not great early in the morning. I'm not really great anytime, but I'm not really <laughs> I'm really not great early. Well, early speaking of morning. being up being up late, you're gonna have to be up late now to watch Carmelo play in Houston. Yeah. What do you think that's gonna be like for him? And I think team? it's a I think it's a good fit. He yeah. he's just now almost a spot up shooter. That's what 
If people forget in the Olympics, he played 18, 20 minutes a game. He averaged 16, 15, 16 points in the Olympics. He's all-time leading scorer in the Olympics, and he, he just was a basically spot-up shooter. Um, very seldom played one-on-one with the Olympic team. And he in the problem with, with, going, with New York, they had no players. But when he got to Oklahoma City, I love Russell Westbrook, Paul George, but they're, they're guys that have the ball, and they try to go to score. They're not setting people up. So it wasn't a good fit. He had a pretty good start of the year, pretty good first half. But uh, Chris Paul and James Harden, although they do score, they're guys, they set people up. So, you know, you look at guys that have good numbers uh, with them, uh, you know, uh, Ryan Anderson, Eric, uh, they're shooting, Eric Gordon, great shooter. They get numbers because they get set up. So, Melo will get spot-ups, and he'll play a lot like he played in the Olympics for us, and I think it'll extend his career. I think he'll have a a really good year. Um, People talk about defense. They don't play defense. Mike D'Antoni teams, they try to outscore you. That's what they've always done, and now they have uh, a great offensive weapon. Carmelo Anthony is still one of the top offensive forwards in basketball. You can ask anybody. Ask Draymond Green. You know they, mm-hmm. they you see these pundits talking about. Well, he's not this good. He's not the Ask Draymond Green, who's tough to guard, and he'll tell you Carmelo Anthony. So he'll it'll be a good fit. Um, I think you know obviously Golden State when they're healthy is still the team to beat. They've got the two, three. <clears throat> they got the three best. You know it's. it's Getting the ball in the basket, that's kind of important when you play basketball, and they have the three best shooters in the game, hands down. There's no doubt in my mind with Curry and Thompson and Durant. They're the three best shooters in the game. No, I don't think anybody's even close to those three guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, you know, two of those guys get a shot anytime they want it. Well, there's a couple of thoughts, you know, and I have to concur um, about Houston because I think that the big thing for Carmelo in Houston is the fact that um, I don't think he's going to see the ball quite as much from Harden as he is um, from uh, um, um, Chris Paul. Chris Paul. Yeah. Chris Paul will you're be. You're learning. Ha- you're getting in this. Chris thing. Paul. You're, <laughs> you're, you're getting better at this stuff. I am. I am getting <laughs> better. Movie, the reason why I couldn't remember is because he beat me in a three-point shooting contest. For a movie contest. guy. For a movie um, guy. You're getting he, Chris better. Paul will not be afraid to distribute the ball. Yeah. I, I, and I think when you go back to guys like Bird, if you were to ask Bird, would you rather give the ball to Mikel for a short two or throw up a three when you're open? He'd have given it to Mikel every time. Yeah. Chris Paul's that guy. I don't think Harden's that guy. That's why. Uh, I think James, is, he, he's he's more of a scorer. Yeah. There's no question about that. But he's scored enough points. He, mm-hmm. want, he wants to win. And That's I think he will see. James is a smart player, a very smart player. Mm-hmm. He will see that, you know, we get this guy the ball, he's going to score, and it'll, we'll be a better team. So I, I think that'll all work out. I think they'll score more more points than any team that's scored in history in a long time. In mm-hmm. the NBA. They'll, they'll just be off the charts. Uh, they'll have 40-point first quarters routinely, I think, and I think it'll all work out well. Cool. Hey, let's go to break. We're going to come back with Coach Beheim, Adam Weitzman, and the rest of the crew. We'll be right back. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Coach, you're on your you're on your phone. Here we go. Hey now, we're back. 
Daniel Baldwin Show is brought to you by Cam's Pizzeria, this hour of great, enthralling radio. <laughs> brought to you by Cam's Pizzeria. Paul, you know, without me, you would have been fired here, by the way. Oh, I, re- I, I resurrected your career. Oh, Levine did not want you on camera. He did not want you in front of a microphone. You were Paulie, the Popo producer, and, uh, and, and I resurrected your career. I get it. I get it. Gene the Bean, you want to quickly recap what we're doing here right now? Yeah, we're here for the Krebs event tonight in Skinny Atlas to raise funds for the Carol Baldwin Breast Cancer Research Fund. Listen to the voice. That's the Betty Davis-sized <laughs> like voice. Yeah, we're here for... That's like the female... It's very Baldwin. Yeah, it's very Baldwin. <laughs> oh, you know, do I have to go into my Alec voice? Hang on. Thank you very much for listening to the Daniel Baldwin show. Yeah. You like that? You like that? You're getting a little excited right there, Polly. Calm down. It's getting boring here. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> it's getting weird. So, tonight. You have two bald ones going at the same time. Yeah, that's, oh, we're going to arrange that for you at the, at the 1045 hour, by the way. Oh, jeez. Um, go. Tonight at the Krebs, 6 to 8, celebrity bartending event. We have Jim Beheim, Adam Weitzman, and we'll be pouring some 1911. 1911, is that the new crib you're working at now? What are they all about? Yeah, I'm taking over their marketing. Um, 1911 Spirits. Shameless, shameless self promotion. I know, I'm so excited. Somebody in the family has to work, none of the other balls. I know. Come on. Come on. Wow. You can't call this work. They're writing the beaver sales. This this isn't work. But then again, you can't call this a paycheck either. So, you know, I got to run out of town and go do a movie every every other month, you know, to try to support the family because uh, Levine keeps getting fatter and I keep having to spend money on gas to get to work. That's crazy. It is important. important. Uh, You better do well here. I might have to get you fired. I'm an investor here now. I heard heard that. You're in trouble. I heard that. You better be on your good behavior. That's what I said to Paul. I said, we got to be really nice to him. He's one of our bosses now nobody's nice to me come on oh (laughs) (laughs) nobody's nice to coach b unbelievable how dare you sir um so so what do you want to go to Uh oh what are you handing me paulie's giving you some information you go to it that was your piece yesterday have some balls in front of this man (laughs) jeez he's such a wuss I was pointing at... Go to okay, it. Okay, you're on the Andy Katz podcast. Andy Katz podcast. So yes. Jail, Jalen Carey is one of the better offensive point guards you've recruited in yeah. the past 20 years. That's yeah. That's got to be pretty well, impressive because you've had... You had a run there well, of some of the, really yeah. great point guards. I mean, we point had guards. five or six, and Michael, he's, he's yeah. one of the better ones. That doesn't mean he's the best. <laughs> All right. He might not even be better than those guys. But <laughs> it's, a general, it's a general statement that really doesn't really say anything. <laughs> the reason he is very good, but you know, you don't know until he gets here. And you know, coming in, uh, you know, everything I, you, you say, people take the wrong way. It doesn't mean he has already proven that. It's I mean at this point in his career, uh, he's certainly as good as all those guys, if not better. I mean, he's a top thirty player, and I think he's really uh, underrated at that. But he's uh, certainly way ahead of a lot of guys that turned out to be very good players for us. And, uh, you know, we think he can be turn out to be a very good player too, but you have to wait and see how the year goes. And, you know, some guys have freshman years. Who Whoever thought Marek Dolge would do anything last year? Most people couldn't pronounce his name until the season was almost over with. And he was the key factor at the end of the year why we all of a sudden could win 
uh, on the road at, at Miami, on the road at Wake Forest, or now at, at uh, Louisville, and then winning the tournament because everybody else played about the same. But he he really changed his game at the end of the year when he started to make shots. But so you never know how freshmen are going to play. O'Shea Brissett, you know, we knew was pretty good. He had a great year. Um, but uh, you, you never know. Jalen Carey is a very talented player and coming in, and that's uh, why we have you know high high expectations for what he can do. Coach, last year you had a depth problem, no doubt. Um, and so with a depth problem came guys that had to play. You know, right. I mean, they they really did. They had to put a, a maximize their minutes. Mm-hmm. This year you're going to have some freshmen coming in that give you the luxury of. Do you worry about? Their eligibility or sitting them a year to versus whether they play or not that kind of stuff does that or or, or, well, or, or is it just on how good they are that means they're going to play? Well, we're not redshirting anybody this year unless something changes dramatically. Uh, if somebody's not healthy, maybe. But um, you know, last year, you know, so we had nine players, which is the most you really need. It's more than you, nine is plenty. And then you know, we had a, a guy who just for really not a good reason, left. And then we had our other point guard get hurt. And then uh, Barama struggled all year with injuries. So it was a uh, unusual year. You know, we've had most years you don't lose anybody or if you get a guy banged up a little bit. So um, we've had to force guys into playing, uh, you know, 40 minutes. Guys can play 35, 36. It's, it's, it can be done. Uh, but you're probably a little more effective if you play a little bit less. Um, one or two minutes isn't going to make a big difference. If you play 30 instead of 30 instead of 40, that that can make a difference. But um, most kids with the with the rest you get now with the, the the mandated timeouts can play a lot of minutes. But uh, you know we'll see how it goes this year. But we we've played eight nine guys in the past, and we'll do that again. I think we will do that this year if everybody's healthy. We expect Barama to be healthy. He's had surgery. Looks good. Looks like he'll be back. Um, even Pascal was was he was limping around last year. He played. He played mo- the whole year, but you know he was banged up. I think he's much healthier, much stronger. Um, and and everybody having another year of experience is is very important. And to to get Tyus back. I mean, he was one of the best players in the not only in the league, but he was one of the best players in the country last year. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, he made the plays against Arizona uh, State and against TCU and against Michigan State that won those games. Those were NCAA tournament games, big games, and he made plays all year long like that. So he's a much bigger, stronger, uh, better player. And uh, we went through that argument here hard. Everyone was against me when I said he's coming back because I I had spoken to a couple of guys that are uh, um, uh, NBA guys who said um, at this point he has to take a look at what his value will increase as being right. the best player in the ACC probably this year, or, or certainly one or two, you know, along with maybe one or two players at Duke, yeah. and how that enhances what he's going to sign for as a shoe in to go to the NBA this after this year if he wants. Well, you do, you can get better, and, and he can get better. His, his shooting percentages was what they looked at, and it's what hurt him. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he'd have shot better percentages, he would have been a late first-round pick. Yeah, he didn't shoot year. well in the scrimmages. And, you know, he, he if he shoots and he will shoot better. He'll get better shots. I think he, I'm convinced he will shoot better this year. If his percentages are better, they will look at him in a different light. 
because he's six six. He's certainly big enough to play the two. He's good defensively. He can run. He's physical. Um, so if his shooting percentages go up, he'll, he'll automatically uh, improve his draft position. So I think it was a smart move. I think obviously it helps our team, but I think it was a smart move for, for Tyus to come back. If he could have gotten the first round, that's one thing, but he, he wasn't going to get in the first round. So I, I think it was a good move for him, and it, obviously it's a good move for us. Coach, before we go to break, you know, and when I – I look back over the years at Syracuse basketball. Um, you know, you've accomplished things, uh, you know, the, the epitome. You know, won the title. When Carmelo came up, I don't think anyone saw that coming preseason, though, that they expected that you would be the NCAA champs. No, I don't think so. When we look at this team now, this is a top, a potential top 10 preseason team nationally. I mean, does that change anything for you? You know, no. I mean, we want to win every game. <laughs> you know, every year it's the same. You you want to win every game. You want to go out there and be prepared to win every game. Some years that's not realistic. Uh, some years it is. Some years you can. You do have that opportunity. Uh, that doesn't mean you will, but mm-hmm. you, you're at least in that in that in that area where you think you can win. And uh, we definitely feel that way with this team. Uh, but you know, a lot of things have got to happen. A lot of things have you know. Carmelo's year, we lost to Rutgers, and you know we were we struggled at, at times, and then you know we started to play better at the end of the year. But um, you know this team certainly has the potential. But college basketball now is whether you like it or not, there's 20 teams out there that think they can win the, the national championship this mm-hmm. year, and I'm not sure that uh, there isn't a pretty big number of teams that can win. Who thought? You know, Loyola of Chicago wouldn't get to the Final Four. I mean, that's just college basketball now, and it wasn't a fluke. I mean, they played well. I mean, they had a really legitimate chance to win, and that's just the way college basketball is right now, uh, and uh, it's it's fun to be a, be a part of it. It sure is. Hey, we'll be right back with more. We're going to play a little So What and watch Adam Weitzman continue to text and play with the social media. <laughs> we'll be right working. back. He's working. Yes. <laughs> it's the radio, right? You're supposed to talk on the radio. This is the Daniel hey now, Baldwin Show. And we're back. I saw the point. I was right on cue. It's going with Flock of Seagulls. Wow. Well, this goes to show who you really are. That's probably on your podcast. It is. You got it. You got it on your iPod. Hey, we're back, and uh, tonight from 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock at the famous Krebs restaurant in Scanny Atlas, we will be doing some celebrity bartending. Uh, Coach Beheim is going to come on uh, on board to cheer us on and be there to say hi to people and greet. Uh, Adam Weitzman, the great Adam Weitzman, and I will be bartending. Uh, and uh, uh, my niece, the beautiful, looks like a youthful Paris Hilton. Thank you. A youthful. <laughs> Let's make sure you don't look like that old sea hag now, huh? The youthful Jean St. Clair will be there to greet you as well. I'm uh, so excited. It's time for... Uh, um, I just can't he's on his game for sure. I'm about Otherwise, to lose control sucks. and I just can't... Um. So what? It's Coach Beheim's hearing. Paulie's right. Cues are up. It's being quiet. Not denouncing my show. Very excited. Who's reading so what, Josh? Let's do it. Okay, let's do it. Bleacher Report and DirecTV will stream a live pay-per-view coverage of a $9 million match play event between Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson on Thanksgiving weekend. <laughs> Look at Weissman still texting. 
He didn't even hear the All right, repeat the question. Were we playing so what? What's the question? Oh, this is going to be great. What's the question? Golf. Oh, he doesn't know it. So it's you and me. Let's go. He doesn't know golf either. So what do you think of this uh, this thing? Is it, it's, you can say so what, or you can tell us why it's not a so what. It'll be fun. You know, Thanksgiving, you don't have that much to do usually that day, I think. So, it, you know, it'll, it'll be a fun thing. Those The problem with those heads-up thing is usually, not always, but they get out of control. One guy gets up four or five or something, and, you know, it's, it gets kind of boring after that. But those two guys will be fun. It's great to see Tiger back playing the way he's playing. I think the Ryder Cup, just the ratings just went up 60 to 70% because, you know, if they leave him off the team, it'll be a major upset of the year. But, uh, you know, and you love the Ryder Cup anyway. But uh, Tiger being back, uh, I, th- I think what PJ ratings were up seventy three percent. This is uh, you know this is a phenomena in uh, sports. There's one guy can move the needle the, the needle like that. Listen, he then, mo- you know now we're not talking a ten percent or no. You know, we're talking no. Uh, His uh, presence unheard of. is so so important to the game, and and I've said all along. Uh, you know, so important is his presence that Nike dropped their entire golf program as a result of what was going on the PGA Tours. And, and I really believe that. They dropped that program, and, 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 and because he slipped off the needle, he was their guy. And I think. Well, yeah, it was a combination of things. I know yeah. the people at Nike, and, you know, they're in, uh, they're, their stock is at an all time high. They focus on the things that, that pay for them. Sure, and uh, golf was just wasn't something that they were making money at. Right, uh, they still got the apparel business, which is somewhat there, but they focus on the things that drive the company, and they always have, and it's why the they're the best people to be with. Right, and, and I've been sponsored by them for thirty years, and I get it. But I'm going to say that if he had won a major every three years, we might still see Nike golf because yeah. they do focus on the things. So if if Popula- the popularity was up 73%. That goes, just goes hand-in-hand hand to say what I'm talking about. Tiger kind of fell off the map. And the problem with golf, I went up to the Canadian Open and I spent some time with Dustin Johnson and uh, um, and I was I was out at the course. And uh, I love Glen Abbey. It's, it's, just, uh, it's just such a beautiful place. Um, and and <clears throat> there's no clear-cut Chi-Chi or Lee Trevino or that personality right now. Yeah. Y- you know, even... Uh, uh, Garcia, you know, and some of the guys that you know, they're they're really great players. Yeah, but they don't have that guy, you know, that that, well, that charismatic guy I, right now. I think it's just the characters, you know. They're they're all great players. Yeah, and, they're, they're great. and they seem like really good guys, all of them. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know them, but they seem like it. Good kids, good young kids, Jordan Spieth or Justin Thomas. They you know they seem like great guys. But you know, in the old days, it was the guys you mentioned. But there was guys like Doug Sanders. You know, we're all <laughs> purple or all green yeah. or something. Yeah. And, and you know Orville Moody, and you know uh, yeah. there was a cast of Fuzzy. characters. Yeah, I mean <laughs> yeah, there was characters out there, and I think uh, that was part of it. Yeah, the, watching the Payne Stewart walk around in his outfits. Yeah, were, was I mean, great for the game. It was uh, it was interesting. It was great, and you know obviously Palmer and Nicholas were huge. But uh, today, the, I like to watch golf, but I don't really watch it if Tiger's not in it. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I I watch the the majors because I'm a big golf fan, but the normal person does not watch golf if Tiger Woods is not playing. It's just See, the way it is. Would it be a better TV event if they were betting their own money or if they were, uh, you know, if we were just watching them play where they, like they, it was like hidden listen, cameras, Mike, listen. and we could watch those two really talk? You, know? you and most of the media that say that, and they miss a, a point. 
they make a hundred million dollars a year. So they bet five million. You think that's a big? They would have to bet fifty million. No, no, no. For they would get nervous. Then they might get nervous. Right. I agree. But I, I I think it would be more fun to watch them playing like they would normal. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I'd rather watch those two play around a golf that wasn't promoted or anything than to have them go out. Well, they they'll play just as hard if they're playing for a hundred bucks because they want to win for sure. It's it's the winning that is what's key. They're going to want to win that match. It isn't really the money for them. It's the pride of winning. It's it's as simple as that. If you wanted to do... Now, and I agree with you, because their ego is going to be never allow them to want on a national television audience no. want to lose even no. one shot. No. So, but... If you really wanted to make it interesting, going along with kind of what Paulie's saying, how you should do it is have a live feed and do a five-minute pause like they do in American Idol to call in and vote and let people percentages of the money that they bet in between every hole. <laughs> now, if you did that, you'd get $100 million worth of action every hole. And they go, to par three, Phil's really good at these short yeah. ones. Boom! People well, will be betting, and you update it. At five minutes, you update it and go, this I hole imagine, is worth $26 million. I imagine <laughs> if you're in Vegas, they'll be doing something like that. For anyway, sure they will. Probably. They so, will. But, That's uh, what I mean. If you tied it yeah, into the it, action. It'll be a good event, but it's it's... It's the winning thing. It's why the Ryder Cup is so so much fun to watch because the, it's not about money. It's all pride. It's your pride in yourself and your country. Yep. And you see guys hit shots they never would ever hit in terms of bad shots right. if it wasn't for that pressure. You know, you'll see guys hit balls just over here. Spray them. You know, yeah. and miss two-foot putts because – that pressure is more than when you just go out playing. You know, they're going to make $10 million this year. There's not that much pressure to make this putt. But uh, the Ryder Cup is, to me, it's the best event in golf. For sure. Let's go to break. We'll be right back. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey, now, we're back. Uh, you know what? We just we're lost. Having, we're having phone issues. Uh, That's him? Just answer it. Right, I, I got it. Hey, now. Hello. Hello, caller. Are you there? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> On the line right now, um, the only person that holds this title to be my older brother, Alec Baldwin, on the line right now. We have actually Yeah. He says we actually have a Baldwin with talent. The talented one? Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> now, who are your special guests that are there in the room? You're you're speaking to uh, NCAA legend coach <laughs> Jim Beheim <laughs> and the great Adam Weitzman, along with your niece Jean, myself, and your boyfriend Paulie the Mole. My boyfriend, my cousin Gary, Paulie the Mole. Yes. <laughs> oh, please don't go there. <laughs> don't go there. Don't, don't give Mole a title. Yeah. No, a title no title. He's. He's not, he's not a title. <laughs> well, I want to say uh, truly to Jim and uh, to uh, – don't you have somebody else in the studio? Yeah, Adam, from the, Adam Weitzman. The owner right, of the I want to say thank you to both of them for all that they've done for my mom's foundation, which is uh, – you know, when this thing started um, on the island, you know, back in 96, we had the groundbreaking, and they Stony Brook made the relationship with us to raise money for their – Breast cancer research, and now the fund up there. Now the fund. Now the fund up there outstrips the fund downstate. You know, the one upstate <clears throat> really does quite well in raising money. The one downstate on the island has to compete with a much more, you know, competitive community being just outside the city. But anyway, the the 
the point being is it's really thrived and done very well due to people like Jim and uh, and uh, and Howard and uh, did you say his name was Howard? Adam, Adam Weitzman. Are, Adam. You, are you out of your mind? Sorry. The great Adam Weitzman. <laughs> it's a great Adam right. Weitzman. Right. You, didn't, you didn't send me the briefing paperwork. So. That's right. Uh, That's right. Howard, Howard works. works Howard. Yeah, Howard. Uh, so so We're just going to call yeah, him so Howard now. It's thrived. <laughs> That's great. It's thrived because of people in the community helping us and helping my mom. So I wanted to thank you both very much, very much. Well, we're happy. I'm happy to do it. And I always tell the story in 96, as you said, we're get, I'm getting ready for to play uh, in the national championship game against Indiana, uh, not against Indiana, against uh, Kentucky. And uh, actually, I think it was in 87. Your mom was doing stuff earlier, I guess. And in 87, she called me the night before the championship game and said, Coach, uh, I know you're probably busy, but can you can you come to our dinner and our luncheon in the spring? <laughs> and I said, I absolutely can, and uh, I'll, I won't even worry about this game we're having tomorrow. <laughs> that, that, that was the funniest thing I've ever in she my whole life. <laughs> she a, does tell that. A, and that was in 87, so she was already doing work way back, way yeah. back then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. You'll never know. Again, my, my sister Beth and my other members of my family who volunteer or have worked for the fund, and they really have uh, <clears throat> made it into something special up there because the, the outreach there goes pretty broad. You know, the, the, you've got people coming to the gala every year from you know all that central New York area. They come from Utica, Rochester, Binghamton. They come from pretty far to <clears throat> have that fellowship with other people who are going through that. It's everybody's got a sister a wife, a girlfriend, a mother, a daughter, somebody in your life uh, or someone you know has this problem, has this disease. And so it's, uh, I'm always very proud of my family and my mom for what they did, but they, they cannot do it alone. So I want to thank you. As I'm running to go throw my kids in the pool, I want to thank you both. Well, thank you. Thank you for uh, representing Syracuse very well for a very long time. We're, we, we're very proud of what you and all your family does, not only here in Syracuse, but everywhere. So thank you. I wish, I wish we could do more. But anyway, thank you all very much. Okay, I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks for calling, bro. Love you. Thank My pleasure. You. Bye-bye. He is like super dead. He is. He is. Every he, time we talk to him, he's you, doing something with his kids. You know, he and I share that thing of, uh, you know, and for different reasons. Um, you know, for me, it was having to get sober and being sober for over a decade now to be able to be a dad again and try to do it right. And, you know, for Alec, it was different reasons. But now he's got four little kids <laughs> at 60 years old running around. It's hysterical watching them. It's really funny watching them run around being super dad. It's really kind of a great blessing to see. Uh, we are going to be at the Krebs restaurant in Scanny Atlas tonight from 6 to 8. The great Adam Weitzman, Howard Weitzman. Howard Weitzman will be with <laughs> yeah, us. Howard. All my friends are texting me, Howard. Howard, <laughs> Howard, Howard. <laughs> the great Howard so, Weitzman. He's got a thousand texts right now. He does. I guarantee a minimum of a thousand. He does. He does. Don't the worry. Great, I didn't even get a shout out. At least he calls you Howard. <laughs> yeah, the great Howard Weitzman, along with coach uh, Tom Beheim. Uh, and and harpo baldwin will will be at the krebs tonight please come down please support this great event uh uh, we're looking forward to seeing you any closing thoughts adam don't talk too much over there (laughs) no we're excited everybody's going to come out tonight and we definitely want to support your foundation it's nice that coach could come and uh 
he's tough, but it's good that he came out. Now, now, really quickly before we go, how much time do we have? None, but we'll keep going. What are you talking about? We have minutes. Minutes. Seconds. So I recall a story, Adam, that you were telling me about driving with Coach Behan. Oh, no. No, it's... Are you going to tell us? driver. No, he'll, no that's not true. First of all, he'll text me. He'll go, come pick me up. I want to go to dinner. He knows I'm a vegetarian, so you know, <laughs> automatically he makes it to like Prime Steakhouse. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't care. He's, he eats rabbit food. That's what he eats. They drink Diet Coke. <laughs> so I pick him up at his house, and in the first 10 seconds, he's like, don't hit the mailbox. You're driving too fast. You're driving too slow. <laughs> Speed it up a little. Take a ride. Guy, You're turning too long. It's like the whole trip. No. I feel like I'm 10 years old. You know, I'm like when you, t- so. you take student driving and they say, you know, you have to do T, <laughs> t square turns, you know? Right. He's still doing them. That is he still does. Pulls <laughs> into the middle square, st- almost stops, turns right. <laughs> I mean, nobody does that. No, not, you didn't do that when you were sixteen. <laughs> how to drive. Not like three hundred feet from his mailbox, he's it already might, yelling you know, at me. You know, like, there might be something to consider, though. It might be because you got a nine million dollar car. Well, you, <laughs> that he doesn't want to bag it up. That's why he wants you to pick he him up. He only has the car when his wife him lets him use it. And that's she very rare. A Jeep. Very rare that she lets him use it. Yeah, he, he's got a Jeep. That's l- what normally he yeah. drives. Listen, listen, Jean is so shameless that we're on a text with Adam during the thing. And she goes, hey, you going to come pick me up in the Bentley? <laughs> is that, <laughs> is that what it is, though? <laughs> no, it's not. It's better. It's better than a no. Bentley. <laughs> no car. I love that no Kim, car. Dri- Kim drives a Jeep, and I love that. You park your what is it Bentley? No, oh, I don't. Uh, you park yeah. it behind your. I drive a Pontiac. So we go, we go. <laughs> we're going to close on this. We go, and and we and thank God for Lou Brego over at Drivers Village because we go there. And Robin turns around and she takes her first car. Lou goes, just take it for the weekend. Take it for the whole weekend. So she's got like a BMW X series. She's driving that. Then she goes, mm, I don't know the looking out the mirrors. I can't see how many cars. How many weekends has Robin driven cars? We've been up here a year and a half. She does not own a car. We have one car. So she's driven 22 cars for a weekend and couldn't pick out a car. So I get a Jaguar uh, XJ12 uh, from down in Florida, 37,000 miles on it. You can eat off the inside of it. I paid four grand for it. I got oh. from some guy Jeez. whose mother owned it, and it was in the garage, 37. Have it sent up, put it in the driver. She walks in. She goes, God, it's beautiful. I always wanted one of those. But I'm not driving that. I looked at her and I went, well, then you're walking. Because <laughs> I'm done giving you my truck. It's over. All right, guys, listen, thank you so much for coming. Tonight, the Krebs 68, Coach Beheim, the infamous Howard White. Gene the Bean, St. Clair, Kirschler, kind of Baldwin, all that kind of stuff. And yourself, your narrator, Harpo Baldwin, will be there tonight. At the Krebs, come down and see us. Please help us support the Carolyn Baldwin Breast Cancer Research Fund of Central New York. God bless you. Bye-bye.